What's up? Uh, not too much. What about you? Well, shit. Uh, I mean, <laughs> to be fair, okay. <laughs> it's been one week since people have heard from me. It's been mm-hmm. like six months since people have heard from you on this pod. Not that long. That, but... <laughs> that's true. <laughs> What's up with me is that, like, I went to my personal trainer this week, and I, like, I went to the grocery store, and they, I found out they didn't have tofu. At the grocery store near my personal trainer, but it's fine because uh-huh. I'm, I'm not vegetarian. I just I just like eating tofu because it's easier to prepare with. So I just I got some chicken tofu. and it was fine. It's good. Tofu's good. Nice. I should try it sometime. I. <laughs> What's up with you? Not much. Just six months of nothing. <laughs> what have you been up to, though? I helped friends move. Uh, got. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of like how to put it concisely. Mm-hmm. Just doing stuff, graduated college with a bachelor's and looking for a job. I guess that's so a big that's thing. That's a pretty big thing. <laughs> <laughs> My life is like sparsely exciting. You graduated. I know, but it's like I'm uh, just just three months looking for a job with nothing. <laughs> I mean, you you gotta like you gotta you gotta search. This, I, I, I've been searching. That well, was a weird stutter. Well, good. <laughs> it's not like I'm just sitting here like, it's coming to me. Like just chilling. No. You haven't just, you haven't just been chilling? I mean, sometimes, but I, but I am looking. <laughs> what, what was your bachelor's in? Uh, psychology. Oh, cool. What are you looking for? Um, things like counseling or copywriting, um something with um like behavioral or mental health oh nice huh i i i I, I, it's dawning on me that i don't really know what copywriting is because i would not have guessed you could do it with a psychology degree uh like it's heavy in marketing where you're kind of just like trying to think how to promote a product oh so okay so okay so it is exactly what i think it is it's writing copy yeah but okay, yeah, marketing does yeah psychology brain. Mm-hmm. Figure out the way, figure out the way to make the synapses in the lizard brain fire optimally. I'll be one of the good people that runs a Twitter account for a brain. <laughs> I just come in at a board meeting and I'm like, I just pull up a picture of baby nut and I shred it. Like this is not how you do it. <laughs> The CEO at Beyblade is going to be really sad when you do that because he's got his baby Beyblade already to <laughs> already to push his, to market. His baby blade. His baby blade. Thank you. <laughs> so I mean, there's one job you can probably cross off your list. There we go. Okay, if you were if you were to market Beyblade for the hot new millennium, for the hot new generation, the hot new decade, what would you do? What would what would what would be the spin you'd put on Beyblade? I would dress up Steve Buscemi as a spiky-haired anime protagonist. Okay. And <laughs> he would be like, how do you do, fellow kids? And pulls out this his backpack filled with Beyblades and a little stadium. And <laughs> He just uh, has, like, the one shitty plastic stadium that we all know. <laughs> mm-hmm. And as soon as he lets it rip, uh, Coolio's Gangsta Paradise starts playing... <laughs> You're hired. This has been an interview. <laughs> this entire podcast 
Hi, th- welcome to Undercover Boss. This entire podcast has been me, the CEO of Beyblades Inc., trying to find a marketing. Wrap it up, everyone. We're done here. Oh, thank God I got the position. <laughs> everyone it's your number one uh spiral podcast no that's that's just kind of the name of the movie that doesn't really work um (laughs) it's your number one snail boy podcast (laughs) can't wait for the next snail (laughs) beyblade the snail blade uh i'm sarah and joining me this week is a returning guest uh it's jb hello Welcome back. Uh, thank you, were thank you back. for having me back. You were on the Monster House episode, if I remember correctly. I, I was. That was a fun time. That was. Um, you may notice that my voice is a little shot. Uh, I was at a protest yesterday and I did a lot of shouting. They even let me hold the megaphone at one point. Nice, nice. Um, but uh, at the risk of getting... Poli- Sorry to get hashtag political, but uh, get out there and support the Wet'suwet'en. I'm sure there's something happening... Lo- like. You know, that I'm not in Canada, but there was a protest that was done in solidarity, and I'd be surprised if you could not find movements like that around you, the audience. Yeah. Get get out there, fight the power, all all that good stuff. <laughs> Been spending most of our lives living in it wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so yeah, sorry if my voice sounds like shit today, and if I if I crack like a squeaky voice teenager, uh don't at me or own me. I've already owned myself just by doing this podcast. <laughs> Oh, you're fine. Uh, so it's fear baiting. I still don't remember how to do this podcast. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, fucking upcoming horror movies. Um, there's nothing really that I can think. There. Oh, we. Um, the boy two is coming out. Do you remember the boy? A, uh, was that the one with the doll? Yeah. Oh, I liked that one. Yeah, they're making a sequel. Oh, that's cool. I never saw the boy. I, I I feel like public opinion on it has turned in a pretty positive light ever since that movie came out. Like that, that movie was a big joke when it came out, but I feel like more and more I hear people like recommend it in earnest. It's fine. It's it's good for like a PG thirteen horror movie. Yeah, which is kind of rare. I've heard it's not like it, it's not like something like mind blowing, but it is some like fun. It is like a fun horror movie. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I felt about Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark as oh, well. Oh, really? Yeah. Which is another PG-13 horror movie, which I like seeing. So, like, somewhat younger people can go into watching those. Yeah, yeah, right? Like, it, so much horror starts at, so much horror starts at 18. Uh, yeah. And no one, who's, no one has ever watched a horror movie when they have not been of legal age to do so. I mean... The, there's nothing stopping you from watching it, but it's like for say theaters. It's right, right. Sorry, that wasn't that often. wasn't that wasn't me trying to dig at you. That was just <laughs> no, no. Uh, but yeah, 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 no, I do get that. Like I, I may have been more amenable to the concept of horror movies if there were like good PG thirteen ones around me, just because the R rated ones scared me, and I was also a real stickler for rules. That makes sense. So if it said, "Hey, don't come in here until unless you're eighteen," I was like, "Okay, I will stay home." 
No, I was kind of like that too as a youngin. Yeah, but um, I was also just a big I, I was also just a big pansy and uh, probably would not have been able to handle even a PG thirteen horror movie. I say that, but there are like I I have some movies that I watched before I was a horror person. Like I don't know how I got through the thing. Like that movie scared the shit oh, out God. of me. When I, I watched that movie when I was, like, 15, and I was, like, I, I didn't watch, like, anything else horror-wise. Like, the only other thing I'd done is, like, I'd played through Resident Evil 4, and, mm-hmm. like, I could, I cannot believe I got through that movie. That movie still scares me to this day. I have a weird one where, as a kid, I was really scared of the, I think Tom Cruise was in it, War of the Worlds. Oh, you know what? That's fair. That's, you're not the first one to say that. Um, I mean, you, the, the, the last bit with the tripods is pretty freaky. <laughs> My um the the one that I hear a lot from around that time is uh signs the the scene where the alien shows up in signs at the I birthday don't party. Remember signs. Um, but the one that always scared me from that era was the trailer for the Kiefer Sutherland film Mirrors, where there is an alternate universe of mirror people and they are trying to kill you. Oh, that sounds scary. Yeah, it, I literally was afraid of mirrors for the next two years of my life after seeing that trailer. <laughs> I, I'm not even kidding. <laughs> Uh, there's not upcoming horror movies that I'm like keeping up with, but I know there's stuff that's out that interests me, like The Color Out of Space with Nicolas Cage. Yes, I need to watch that. Um, God, there were some other ones. Fantasy Island's a weird one that caught my eye. Fantasy Island? Yeah, like they made a horror movie based off the old like TV show, and it came out the same day as Sonic. Oh my god. Wait, hold on. Like that Fantasy Island? The Yeah, like the one where like Oh, I'm thinking of something else. What was um I- I'm thinking of um Deplane, Boss Deplane. No, that's the one. That's pla- that's Fantasy Island. Yeah, that's Fantasy Island and they made a horror movie based off of it this year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you see. What? <laughs> it's apparently not very good, but I'm just like, I want to know. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. You've got to see the poster for it, though. Is it the one with the island that says hashtag never coming home? Yeah, and it looks like a screaming face. Oh, I see that. <laughs> it looks like the face is about to eat a plane. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes the airplane. <laughs> I feel like there is a horror movie out now that I really want to see that is bothering me that I cannot remember. I mean, I do want to see uh, Brahms colon The Boy 2. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I do want to see Color Out of Space. I want to see Underwater, the Kristen Stewart uh, uh, one where she's like 20,000 leagues under the sea. Oh, yeah, that one does look fun. Mainly because I'm lesbian. Like, have you Fair. seen her in that movie? I have. <sighs> uh, I guess Doctor Sleep is another one I want to watch. Oh yeah, I'd heard that was not. I'd heard that was okay. I heard it was good, except for like the ending. But like, I'm still willing to see it. Oh my god, The Grudge is coming out. I I I'm sorry that I'm like playing this real. I'm sorry I'm doing this in like real time. But like, no, you're fine. Oh, I'm The Grudge kind came of... out. Okay, I guess it just didn't make much of a hit. Is it like an American made or? Yeah, it's what? directed, produced by Sam Raimi. Oh, that's weird to yeah. me. Yeah, I can 
I, I guess I, it didn't do very well. Not particularly as far as I'm seeing. Um, the... <laughs> okay, we'll get to the movie after this, but the, uh, the plot is laid out, uh, is laid out in order, uh, as per the storylines, which is apparently in keeping with the original films, but I have never seen an original grudge. I have only seen the Americanizations of the grudge, which I don't think followed this, uh this thing speaking of speaking of original source works that are told in a non-chronological order uh hey it's uzumaki yeah well i mean i don't know if it's fair to say that the original is told in a non-chronological order it's just less explicitly chronological than the film is Mm -hmm. because the 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 manga i read about half of it this morning between uh waking up and doing this podcast um the manga is a lot of like vignettes from the town that i i can't remember and i know it's not kamurocho which is the the yakuza town kurozucho that's it kurozucho yes i was close Mm -hmm. uh but yeah uh it it, it, the original reads a lot more like uh, these these vignettes uh from all over town as opposed to this like the first three chapters are definitely like explicitly sequential but Mm -hmm. It's a lot more, you know, short story esque. It, it, it's it's it, it's Junji Ito. It's a short story, but it's you got like a, it's half got a of reward. Uzumaki just in one day. What's that? You read half of like Uzumaki in one day. Yeah. You said ten. I'm impressed. I'm not usually that fast with manga. Like uh, like the first half, I got up to the I got up to the Black Lighthouse. Mm-hmm. I mean, Uzumaki is a lot more like visual escapes than it is like actual reading, and I—that's yeah, true. I've never been great at taking pictures in, so I, I probably am just zooming past things. But um, if, so Uzumaki film, it. yeah, that was that was a film that yeah, came out in two thousand. It was. If I hadn't, I had read uh, a couple. I had read like the first five chapters of Uzumaki prior to watching this. Um, if I hadn't read those. I might have a higher opinion of this, but it just feels so... Like, it doesn't end, really. It just kind of, like, farts its way across the finish line, which is kind of frustrating. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it has a real conclusion, and I I will not spoil things, but, like... Um, so one thing is that this movie was in production before the manga was finished oh jesus it was a full metal alchemist 2003 situation it was and i mean the the manga was done when the movie came out but it was like they it was already had like they had like wrapped production before the manga ended Mm -hmm. like i'm not sure how far in it was but it did affect some things and it felt like it just ended before it even got to the really interesting part yeah of right because it told the it told the first three chapters which is the it, it it's the dad falling in love with the spiral the dad dying for the spiral and then the mom dying for the spiral yeah and then it just kind of like did clip shows of other ch- of like the first half of other chapters and then like we got like some like post credit uh jimmy jimmy Fungledung went on to <laughs> like go to the business school and this kid turned into a snail and then, don't you forget about... It's playing over it all. <laughs> it, like, I love the whole manga, but the second half of it is when it gets into really interesting territory of just, like, the the futility of it all, of how the spiral is affecting the town. Right. It, it, it almost feels like a commentary on capitalism. And, like, I, I, know, I'm de- I know I'm definitely, like... I, I, I feel like I'm definitely seeing what I want to see there, but, like... 
I, I finished Kentucky Route Zero late, uh, recently, and it feels kind it, it They're wildly different works, but they have a similar vibe to me in that they seem to be about, like, rot. Mm-hmm. And, like, the way that this town is just being deteriorated by this, like, eaten away at by this spiral. The spiral. You're really going to like the second half of the manga. What's that? You're really going to like the second half of the manga then. (laughs) Oh, excellent. Um, But yeah, so the movie, like we said, we covered the, it covers the first three parts, uh, the first three chapters, and then uh, some like bits and pieces of other chapters. And then just kind of, like I said, farts farts its way across the finish line. I like how the manga does vignettes of different chapters being different stories, but I also kind of like how the movie does that where it intersperses. Yeah, yeah, it definitely makes it, it, it definitely makes it feel like like these things are happening to uh, 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 Kyrie in real time, as opposed to just like these vignettes out of time that the original does. And like, I don't think the I don't think the manga is like worse for it. I just think it's like two different things, and I think it works. Pretty, yeah. I, I think it works well for this. Like, I think I, I think it's like a, a an, an um, <clears throat> whereas uh, Uzumaki feels a little like the original manga feels at least thus far feels a little bit more. Uh, um, uh, anthology esque mm-hmm. uh, than the film does. I think the film manages to, for the first hour, I think the film actually does a pretty good job of like adapting that because uh, adapting an anthology thing is not very easy. No, like just a bunch of stories into uh, into a cogent thing. It's not easy. I think the movie does a pretty good job of it, but then it just kind of like loses the thread very severely in the last half hour. Yeah, um, I was not aware going into it that movie despite being based on horror and what I find to be a very effective horror manga, it is not very scary to me. No, it's not. Um, They kind of strip a lot of the upsetting imagery away. Or, like, like we don't... Do we see Dead Spiral Dad in this? Because I don't remember seeing Dead Spiral remember. Dad. We also don't... We don't see, like, either of the very iconic images from the manga like that or the right like the girl, the girl with the eye yep the girl with the eye yep she's she's not even in this movie like we get no we get the girl with the hair which i i like i do i, I like that chapter it's a fun chapter. i like that chapter a lot too yeah i did like the image of her at the end yeah like, on the pole that was pretty scary yeah oh but so this movie this this anime starts with Kyrie Goshima uh, being like, oh shit, I'm going to be late to meet my boyfriend, Shuichi. And then some motherfucker comes out and is like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm scaring you, spooked him, haha, spaghetti, got him. He literally <laughs> says, you mad? Per the translation did, I watched, or the, the subtitle the track that I had. That's not what I got. <laughs> That's what? That's not what I got in my subtitles, but... <laughs> what, did he, what did he say in yours? Because he definitely said, you mad, in mine. I don't remember. It just was like... <laughs> you would have remembered if, it's, if it was you mad? I would have remembered it. <laughs> and, like, man, this kid doesn't go anywhere either, right? Like, because in the, in the manga, he's, like, he, he fucking dies by... He does die by getting hit by a car, but you don't get the thing of him, like, becoming a jack-in-the-box corpse. No. I do kind of like, I don't remember if the manga did it, but I like the windshield has a spiral in the cracks. Uh, let me grab the book so I have it as a reference Got reference right here. Hold on. <laughs> I got that hard cover. I also have that one. It's a good book. It is very good. Uh, you can't, yeah, it's not there on the, in the original. 
that so that is a movie original image and i kind of dug it it's like the front windshield has a spiral and it's cracks and i'm like that's pretty good yeah um did he even say the iconic line in the in the in the movie the my love for you will stop this car i no he didn't he just i think just kind of ran into it (laughs) he just said you can't do this shit on concrete and then got wrapped around a tire He's like, spare coochie? No? Okay. <laughs> Please, Miss Curie, Please, just a bit of spare coochie. <laughs> spare coochie. Oh. God, what else was there? This definitely felt like a movie made in 2000 with a lot of its yeah. visuals and its acting. It felt like someone just watched The Matrix and was like, this is how all movies need to look. It had some weird camera angles, especially at the start. The weird camera angles, I don't mind. Like, No, I didn't mind it. It just was really weird. This movie is so hard to see. It is. Like, there, there's, like, a, a minute-long scene where, like, the camera doesn't move and it's just, like, something happening in the dark with, like, no mm-hmm. words or anything. And, like, I literally oh, don't know what that scene one. was. That I... was just her looking for uh, Shuichi's dad. Okay, that makes sense. It, like contextual, like based on context clues, that's that's about what I assumed as well. But it was just like visually impossible. It, it looked like it, it looked. Some of the scenes just kind of looked like uh, uh, security camera footage of raccoons, like extremely <laughs> green, <laughs> mm-hmm. and just blasted with light. Like, ugh. It, it's just so weird to me how how much worse the back half of this movie is than the front half because I think this movie starts really strong. Like it, it is a very for the first half of it because it's split into like four acts. Like the first two acts, I think, are genuinely really good adaptations of the first handful of chapters from Uzumaki. Mm-hmm. Um, but sorry, we should get more into it. Uh, so the guy, is, the the kid is like, "Hey, you mad?" And I don't remember this kid's name, but in the manga, he's just called Jack in the Box a lot. Yeah. Um. And he's like, "Hey, be my girlfriend." And your your boyfriend sucks shit. She's like, "Um, no, thank you." But he says that like around him too. <laughs> yeah, Shuichi is there, which is different than in the in the in the manga where where uh, Jack in the Box just like, "Who's your boyfriend?" That Shuichi kid. He fucking sucks shit. Let me hold on. Let me reference guy reference material. Here we go. Uh. Forget about him. He's a drag. I want to have a pretty girl like you as my girlfriend and impress everyone. Surprise them, you know? I feel like that is ripped straight into the movie as well. Yeah. Yeah, but he just says that shit in front of Shuichi. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why he turned into Sonic there for a minute, but he's Sonic. He's He's Sonic. Hey, gotta go, boing. Hey, there's spirals when I'm running. <laughs> Sonic does summon a spring in Smash Bros. He does. And then everyone succumbs to the spiral. Yeah. That'd be pretty that'd be pretty funny if, if all of Smash Bros just succumbed to the spiral. Bayonetta's probably already got that shit fucked up. She just harnesses it. She uses it. She uses the spiral, yeah. She she is more powerful than the spiral. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, um, it covers like what it does pretty well, like what you said, especially the first half. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I liked some things they brought to it, like the the visual I brought up of the girl with the hair or the windshield. I also liked that one photo sequence that's kind of like different shutterings of, of a camera for the flashback of Kirei and Sh- Shuichi as a kid. Oh, yeah, that was neat. That was neat. It, it was cute. Yeah. I, I, did, I did like to experience it. Um. <laughs> But uh, so Shuichi, so uh, Kyrie is trying to get to school, but she brought, she she spies da- uh, Shuichi's dad uh, filming a snail. Um, I don't know why it was. I, I don't know what the addition of this camera was because in the original, I, I I'm going to be saying in the in the books a lot because I literally just read the first half of it this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he, in the book, just staring at it. Yeah, he's just staring at it. There's no camera. There's no tape footage that's review that's reviewed later. It's just kind of he's just kind of staring at it. And Kiria goes to Shuichi later and is like, "Hey, your dad was staring at a spiral." And Shuichi's just like, "Yeah, those fucking spirals. This fucking town." Uh, uh, I, I, the horn I do, gives I, me a headache, even though that didn't happen in the movie. I, I do want, like, an Uzumaki-themed, like, pop-punk band that's just about Shuichi wanting to get out of this fucking town. <laughs> this town doesn't get me. <laughs> this fucking town is full of spirals all over. Oh, God, that God. would be something. <laughs> Listen, Uzumaki hey. Uzumaki tribute band. If you're a pop, if you're a pop-punk outfit, get at us. <laughs> I provide vocals. I am very cheap. <laughs> I also provide vocals. It makes me think of this one joke from a streamer like Vine Sauce, and it was like a joke of different Ringos, and they're like, I'm Ringle, I play the drums. I'm Ringo, I play the drums. <laughs> and he's like, this band is just four drummers. <laughs> oh, God, I'd love to hear that, though. <laughs> Just okay. Let's see if I can name four drummers. You just put Ringo Starr, Neil Peart, Keith Moon, and Matt Tong in a room together. Yes, I got there <laughs> based on an. Ext- I, I had to pull an extremely niche one at the end, but I did get there. You did it. I'm so proud of me. I'm very impressed. Uh, I, I would not have been able to get uh, Neil Peart if he had not died recently. Uh, oh. R.I.P.D. R.I.P.D. Mister. Mister Peart. <laughs> Why are we bringing the R.I.P.D. into this? It's sorry, it's another podcast I listen to. They say no, that I get instead it. of R.I.P. <laughs> I don't know why. That's okay. We hate movies is a good podcast. Uh, but uh, there's a really funny visual gag here where they just zoom in on a poster that says "Wanted Junji Ito." I loved that a lot. It was so very dumb, funny. but it was it got me. Yeah, breaking the it, it broke the fourth wall, but I'll take it. It's fine. I. Um, depending on the version you got, you see a panel of that face he makes in the drawn part of the poster. Oh yeah, where is where okay. can I find that? There's like at the there's like bonus chapters at the end of Junji Ito talking about his process with making Uzumaki. It's and just how much he he looked into different spiral imagery. Yeah, he's yeah. There is that at the back here. Yeah. God, this this hardcover is sexy. It is. Like if you if you haven't read Uzumaki and I haven't completed it, so I guess I am so guilty of this. Like you can buy this hardcover for like twenty dollars, and it's like the it's the compendium. It's got everything. It's really good. Like yeah, I found it at a record store for like twelve dollars, and I'm like, "Mm." head over to Barnes and Noble, pick that shit up. 
it is absolutely worth it. Um, so, uh, the, I don't really remember, the next thing I remember happening is the kid, uh, beefing it off the spiral staircase. Oh yeah, he had a very weird scream when he fell. Yeah, that, the spiral staircase was an addition to the movie that I really liked. It was another thing like that, like that, um, like that car thing where in the original the kid just, uh, the kid just fucking beefs it and I don't think he, uh, I, I don't believe that he, uh is at the bottom of a spiral staircase. No. Um, God. I remember, so another thing I thought was kind of funny with it, along with that scream, was later on, that one catty girl in the bathroom, she, like, snuffs out her cigarette, and there's a tiny explosion. Oh, yeah. And I was That was like, really funny. Excuse I... me. I was really stoned, and I was not. I, I was. I thought I had seen something wrong. <laughs> no, that was the movie. <laughs> I'm just like that was not needed, but I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the in the in the manga, the kid just falls off the school balcony, like, That's right. uh, like into the courtyard, not into the spiral staircase. Um, I think that brings it into the spiral theme a little bit better. Yeah, it does. Uh, his teeth are. Uh, his teeth are all just kind of fucked up, and the school just kind of lets it keep going. Yeah. Like, the, the manga definitely plays fast and loose with, like, timelines, but there's always, like... like uh, Well, it depends, actually, because you'll see, like, a couple of days later in a text box, and... But, like, this movie makes no indication to show that any time has passed. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was kind of weird with that. Yeah. yeah. Um... But it looked cool as fuck. The, the like the, the shot from above of the corpse at the bottom of the spiral staircase with those students peeking their heads out to see the kid. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Shuichi is like just oh no 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 sorry. Uh, they let the school keep they let school keep happening. The the cool girl puts out her cigarette and says something to the effect of "There's no point in living if I'm not noticed," which is like. Huge queen, queen, uh, queen shit only. <laughs> Please dial one eight hundred queen shit to be connected to this character. Um, and she's the one who has the hair later, who has big hair. Um, but that's for later. I don't think in the manga there was any hair girl that looked like that, but there, there totally was with the glasses and everything. Uh, did she? I don't think she had glasses. Hair girl, I just she definitely had she definitely had a beret though, like the girl the girl with the hair had a beret. It's it's that girl. She just doesn't have glasses. Okay, that makes sense. She's got like the big black hair that's that like uh, expands into spirals in the school. There's no cool Mm -hmm. there's no cool hair showdown between her and Kyrie. She's the only one who gets the hair problem. I kind of wanted that mainly because short hair Kyrie is so fucking cute because. In order, it's true. She gets infected by the spiral in her hair, and in order to save her, Shuichi has to cut off all of her long, luscious locks. And he just leaves her with extremely short hair, like, very, very gay Kyrie, and I love to see it. I like that chapter a lot, too. Yeah. But, um, so Shuichi and Kyrie are, like, sitting in the park, and they're just like, damn, these spirals, bro. Fucked up. And the jack-in-the-box kid is just, like, clawing on the, like, he, he's just doing, like... 
on a, on like a pole near them, just kind of like mm-hmm. half out of frame, like standing half obscured by it. That was a really weird bit. Yeah. He, again, not in the manga. No. Um... But so we, we, we've been, we've been, we haven't really talked about like the over, like the big, the big major plot stuff. We've just been talking about the smaller stuff because Mm -hmm. uh, some of the major plot stuff that's happened so far is that the uh, Shuichi's dad, who we mentioned previously, is just going fucking cuckoo for spiral puffs. He Um, like asks for a spiral pot or whatever. Yeah, he asks Kyrie's dad, dad. who is a, who is a a ceramics worker, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know the exact term for it. uh, To... Make him a pot with some cool spirals in it. He's like, ah, yes, pottery, the true art of the spiral and nothing else. Yep. Oh, God, do we get... We don't even get Kyrie's dad's fucked up uh, pottery this in this movie, do we? No, we did it at the very end. Oh, that's right. We did. That's right at the very end. Yes, okay. I liked how it looked in the movie. It was cool seeing that in, like, a physical form. Yeah. Because those shapes just seem so untenable. Like, I don't even know how you would, like, manufacture that. It was cool. Yeah. Um, but Shuichi's dad is like, hey, I fucking love Spiral. And he's like, he eats all of the, what is it, Spiral? It's it's a thing that goes in miso soup. It's like, uh... God, what is it? Like... Uh, pulling up the uh, reference book. Uh, oh, here we go, here we go. Uh, Spiral Pattern Fish Cakes. He eats all it. of them, and then, uh, and this is a really good, this is another really good addition to the thing, I think. To the, to the anime. Because the original manga, it's just like a flashback. Like, yeah, he was really mad that mom made miso without the spiral fish cakes. But in the mm-hmm. in the movie, he, like, eats all of them. And then is like, how am I expected to eat my miso soup without any spiral pattern fish cakes? <laughs> how am I going to eat this pizza without something to drink? <laughs> but then he spins the pizza into a spiral and looks at it and is like, hmm, <laughs> yes. Man, you can, make uh, a, you can make a fucked up spiral with a pizza if you just drag that cheese all over. Oh, God. <laughs> a spiral of cheese, a spiral of sauce. The leaning, the, the leaning spiral of cheese <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Shuiji's dad just goes... A wall about spirals. He loves them. Yeah, and then he does a cool skateboarding trick and wins his son's love. <laughs> and he saves the rec center. Well, uh, yeah, I was doing the. I was going down the extremely goofy. Was did the goofy movie? Did extremely goofy movie save a rec center or just like? No, it was. It was just for his son's love. <laughs> Much like everything in his life, Goofy did it all for did it all for Max's love. So, uh, the spiral, huh? <laughs> Hank Hill doing a goofy impression. <laughs> I lost my goofy. You found Which, your Hank, though. I did find my Hank. The, you gotta like get into it with a gyosho first of all. Like it's the same. It's the same like way. Banjo. Like I, I can do. I can do a Mickey Mouse for like point two seconds after I go up. Mm-hmm. I'll sell spiral and spiral accessories. <laughs> But, um, so, uh, in addition to Suichi's dad going apeshit, uh, Kyrie's dad is like, hmm, today I will get clay out of the pond where all of the people's 
because everyone in this term, everyone in this town, when they're cremated, they turn into spiral ashes, and then the ashes are deposited in a in a pond, which is right next to Kyrie's house. And Kyrie's dad is like, "Hmm, today I will eat at getting clay from <laughs> the dead people pond." I'm gonna get that dead people clay. SMH, all all that just for a bit of clay. <laughs> all this for all this for, for one single clay. drop of clay. God. Um, but so yeah, he does that. Uh, but then we go back to the school because we have to meet a new kid who is slimy. He comes to school and he is all rained on. And the, the teacher's like, you're always fucking late and you only come to school on rainy days. And people are like, ha, it's cause he's a snail. And then they trip him and he like spooges on their face. Like he just like kind of expels snail juice from yeah, his that body. Was gross. Yeah. And then they see the lump on his back. It's like, oh, you're growing. There's a spiral on your back. And then Shuji's like, what? What? And then the next time we see him, he is just full on snail boy on the side of the building. And he becomes kind of, a sneeple. That's kind of where they leave him, right? Like, uh, as far as that, like, they don't have the whole thing with, like, him and the bully both being snails. And no, not really. They were, they were in love. Palisades, Palisades. I wrote notes as I was watching the movie and. The first one I wrote was Sneeple still freaked me out a lot. And then the scene where they're on the building came up. And then I just wrote in all caps, the snail people in the end freak me out. <laughs> they do. They're, they're like, they're, it's always creepy. But in that movie, especially just seeing CG Sneeple, I'm like, I don't like this. Yeah. Uh. Um... So, uh, and then eventually, uh, Shuichi's dad twists himself into a spiral. I, we don't see it. No, we don't. Which is, we get like, which is, hmm. which feels wild to do. Like if I made, like that, that, that feels like if I made, uh, an adaptation of Enigma of Amigara Fall and did not do the, this is my hole. It was made for me scene. Yeah, really? Like that, that, the, the scene, the, the, the panel of the dad, just a spiral in the fucking uh, in the fucking whatever the hell that that wooden thing is that they find him in, it's so upsetting. Mm-hmm. But in this one, he goes into like a washer. Yeah. The most we get is him filming himself like, I'm going in. I love the spirals. <laughs> hey, boo boo. <laughs> Check this out, and he contorts. Yoki, no. <laughs> Yogi, no! Not the spiral. <laughs> hey, boo-boo, the spiral is in my life. It's all <laughs> I, I, I live and breathe by the spiral, hey, boo-boo. <laughs> oh, God, I gotta get Ranger Smith here. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, what seems to be the... Oh, jeez. <laughs> hey, Ranger Smith, I am an affront to God. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's it I'm done <laughs> oh. hey, join me in the spiral <laughs> like it's the exact same thing as that I brought up about Mickey Mouse is that I have to start every impre- every line of my yogi impression with a hey, boo boo or else I just lose it entirely <laughs> that's fair I can do a decent droopy dog but I have to start it with oh mother I become a victim of the spiral. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my wrinkles. 
Gotta go. Don't know any. Exit. Stage spiral. <laughs> <laughs> what other Hanna Barbera properties? Do I'm just you know? ruining every card. Do, 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 do you have a do you have a do you have a jabber jaw impression that's particularly on point? <laughs> I'm going to. <laughs> I don't remember how he sounds other well, than his voice. Scoob. That's really his voice. Oh wait, no, you're just doing. I'm a doing. Why is going Scoob? Really, rivals. <laughs> You said it, Scoob! Rivals! <laughs> oh god, I'm picturing an Uzumaki, but with the mystery gang. God, have they have they seriously never done the mystery the, the mystery gang meets Junji Ito? <laughs> it's the next new Scooby-Doo movie. Scooby-Doo, Junji... Hold on, Junji Ito. I gotta look this up. I gotta make sure this never happened. Man, that never happened! I'm just picturing... Like those, you remember the new Scooby Doo movies where it's like a different guest every episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what, yeah, like that's what Batman and the the Harlem Globetrotters. The Harlem Globetrotters yeah. But but instead of those like flash like sequences with like Don Knotts, it's just the Junji Ito from the the poster. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be really good. <laughs> I want to make that later. God, this is just, this is the thing I bring up every time anyone brings up Don Knotts. But did you know that Don Knotts' last movie was an Air Buddies film? Like he died. Oh he did an Air Buddies film and then he died. Holy shit! It's it's a terrible way to go. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he was the, the Air Buddies, two thousand six, as Sniffer parentheses voice semicolon final film role. <laughs> <laughs> I like that where it's like parentheses colon. <laughs> the parentheses. He fucking. This was his last movie. I. <laughs> you either die the hero, or live yourself long, or live long enough to see yourself doing the Dunkachino commercial from <laughs> Jack in Jail. Oh my god! You remember that shit? I do. You remember people thought that was a real thing for like twelve hours. I don't remember that. Maybe that was just my specific like side of Tumblr, but people thought that was like a real thing that Al Pacino had sold out for. Oh my god. <laughs> I watched that video clip like 12 times in the last couple of weeks. It's so fucking stupid. God, now I'm just putting it up for later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. YouTube. Okay, just add two bookmarks. Dunk a Chino. God, yeah, I'm remembering this. This, this, I'm looking at like when you hover over it and it plays the clip, and I'm like, this can't, this does not look like a commercial. How did people believe it? 2012, 20, what, when was this? 2013 was a different time. You're right. Oh, God. Um, I don't really remember how this movie ends. Well, no, 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 sorry. Uh, Shui, so Shuichi's dad tosses himself in the laundry, decides to get himself all nice and so fresh and so clean. Um, and then Shuichi's mom is really upset about it, so she like cuts all of the spirals off of her, including like her hair and her fingertips because of the because of the the fingerprint spiral. Yeah, I hate that. I just yep. always am like, mm. And then she sees a chart of her the of a cochlear of her cochlear uh fucking the thing in your ear that's got a spiral in it. It looks yeah, like a snail like, a little bit. I like uh, in the manga and, how the doctor gets rid of it. Yeah. Whereas in the, um, yeah, in the manga, in the manga, the doctor gets rid of it, and uh, and Shuichi's mom is like, 
visited by the ghost of Shuichi's dad, who manifests in her IV, and is like, there is a spiral in your ear, you have to cut it out! And then she, like, jams uh, some scissors into her ear, and is like, this'll do it, and then she dies. I remember reading that, and I was like, oh man, I hope they don't show it, and they cut it away, and I'm like, that might be worse. <laughs> like, just to scare me, I'm like, mmm. Now you, now you have it in your head of what that looks like. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, one thing in the movie that's only in the movie is there's some detective guy that's investigating, like, how Shuichi's dad dies and how his dad was looking into the history of the town. And I'm like, that's neat. That is a cool thing to add to the movie. Yeah. There, there are some additions that this movie makes that I, I, I really respect, but it also is just like, I mean, it, it's the, it's the full metal alchemist 2003 thing. It's, you just started too early. I can't wait for Uzumaki brotherhood. <laughs> God. Which is, which might be what the anime this yeah, year is going to be. There, there's an anime coming out soon that is that, right? Like Uzumaki, it's all black and white, which I think is a really smart choice. Um, I think that's very cool. I don't, uh, I don't know any anime that's ever just done all black and white. I think it's going to be just four episodes. It's a mini series, which I'm very interested to see. Yeah. Okay. And that's part of why I was like picking Uzumaki to see because I'm just. Because I read the manga recently, and I'm hyped for the anime, and I'm like, hey, I wonder what this is like, and I'm, and here we are. It's, yeah, like, the the back half hour of this movie is just, like, it feels a little bit gibberish to me. Like, it's just like, okay, we, we did the first hour, and now we're kind of out of manga to adapt. Which is wild, because they, like... It, they feel, it feels like they tried to adapt this manga after four chapters were out, and yet they don't even touch on, like, the third chapter, which is the scar with the, the girl with the eyeball. Yeah, I was surprised that that was not touched at like, all. It, it feels like there is just so much empty air in the back third of this movie that it, it, I'm just kind of left wondering why they didn't adapt other parts of like because like it's it's clear that they like they left stuff on the table like i said like but they just like the entire thing about the girl with the hair is just like she shows up twice she shows up once and says a line and she shows up again and blows up a cigarette and says a line and the next time we see her she has big hair and she like jumps a thing i don't remember what it's called uh turnstile I guess like a she train does acrobatics, thing? yeah. Like, like, uh, like, as to get, like, to get into a train station. No, no, she's like in the gym doing gymnastics. Oh, 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 uh, vault box. Yes. Okay. Or uh, not a pommel. Fucking. I can't remember the thing. I know the thing you're talking about now too, but I cannot remember the name of it. It might just be a vault box. Mm-hmm. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. All right. Um, yeah, it just kind of, like I've said a lot of times, just kind of farts its way out. It of... just suddenly ends with, can I go into the ending? Yeah, go for it. Uh, it just suddenly ends with Kyrie and Shuichi looking for her dad in the, the shack with the, the pottery that I thought was cool. But it's like, they implied he shot himself, I think, looking down the barrel of a gun being like, oh, spiral. And then Shuichi gets caught by the spiral and turns into a weird thing 
and it just kind of ends with him getting Kyrie and the aftermath of some things. Yeah. Yeah. And then it it leads into the hurricane, which if they could have done it, I would have liked it if they did like a second movie to do the second half, I guess. But they already killed like the characters in the, in the second half. Yeah. Like there's a there's a news crew that shows up in the second half of the manga, and they just killed them off at the end of the movie. Yeah, like they're they. <laughs> The, the the start of the start of Uzumaki 2020 is going to be like like Kyrie wakes up is like wow that was a really weird dream good thing that Shuichi's dad is still alive <laughs> she looks out the window for spirals and it's like oh god it did happen oh no <laughs> but everyone is still alive around her yeah. it's like it's like a long form it's like a long form thing like you know how, you know how at the start of Star Wars Nation movies it always starts with one of the characters getting like uh, uh, a premonition of what's to happen. The start of what movies? The Final Destinations. Oh yeah. Uh, it's gonna be that. Like this. Like like this entire movie was just a, was just a, a premonition of what's gonna happen. But Kyrie is powerless to stop it. I've got to save him. She can't. No. <laughs> but she can try her best though. That's why we'll tune in when coming twenty twenty to a theater near year. This is me announcing it. Uzumaki. Two. Two. Tuzumaki. Tuzumaki. <laughs> All right. Uh, did you have anything else you wanted to talk about for the movie before we go into recommendations? Um, or questions, actually. Questions, rather. I kind of had everything I had written out for talking right. about done. Yeah, me too. So we had a question from at what is cosplay who asks, if y'all got slimed like the Ninja Turtles, how do you think you'd fit into the team as your newly anthro selves? So I, I I guess this question is if you got turned into your persona, how good would you be at being a ninja turtle? That's what I assumed as well. Okay. How how um, how do you think you and your you would be as your persona as a ninja turtle? I would be bad. They seem we, they seem fit. Yeah, I'm also not fit. They seem so. like cut. Maybe being my persona would like in it would like would like make me want to work out though, so it's impossible to say. It would be either that or I would just be like um god what's that one kid from kim possible who's like always on the computers and even from the sides yes oh god you'd be that would be the fucking trip like being the wade for the the teenage the turtles i'm just like i'm helping and never leaving the sewer yeah like april o'neill does that out of necessity like she she's she's good at her job but at the same time like april o'neill barely knows her way around like microsoft excel (laughs) like she's a very good reporter but it only does tech support because Splintered can't sit at a computer for more than 10 minutes <laughs> at a time. <laughs> Do you know how to use the Microsoft Suite? Uh, um. I'm a very fast learner. Uh, 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 she also wants to know, which of you in the Turtles is most likely to <laughs> laugh? God. I feel like it kind of depends on which version. It's like me. Which iteration. It like it's me. Oh, you just mean including yourself. Yeah, so it's me and then what turtle? Me and Donatello maybe. Really? Yeah, I I, I think Donatello is most likely to at least get the reference. Mm-hmm. Mike maybe. Mikey might. 
so that's Uzumaki. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I don't remember if we still do. I don't think do we still do ratings on this podcast. I genuinely don't remember if we if I if I stopped doing that. I, I think I did. No matter what, just generally, I had a fun time with it. I think it's fine, but with some issues. Yeah, I, I genuinely think like the the back ha- the back third is definitely like the price of admission you have to pay for, because the first the first hour I think is pretty good. I, I like the first hour. The last the last half hour is not great, and it's kind of a drudge to sit through after the first uh, hour. But it, I think it, I had a good time with it. Yeah, so did I. And it was interesting to go back and discuss it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we're going to get into recommendations now. Uh, just whatever? Yeah, it's whatever. I can go first if you need a second. Uh, sure. So I mentioned it earlier. Uh, my recommendation this week is going to be Kentucky Route Zero. Uh, it finally reached its conclusion after uh, seven years no really more like nine years in development because they did the kickstarter they like were gearing up for the it was based off of a prototype from like 2011 they did the kickstarter in 2012 and then january of 2013 the first act of five came out and it, it was supposed to be done by the end of the year and the final act came out uh two weeks ago wow um, uh, i've been hearing a lot about it i've been interested in it it's it was I, I I had only played like the first half the first like hour or so of the first act when it came out and then I set it aside because I was like you know what this is pretty good I'm gonna come back to this when it's all done so I I have not been like finishing each act and waiting upon the next with bated breath like I know a lot of people have so I've not had time for it to sit with me so I kind of just shotgunned it in the span of like a week and a half it is so fucking good it is some of the most incredible writing I have ever experienced in a video game I am not exaggerating here it is just Every single time I felt like it was getting on the verge of just being extremely pretentious, it would say something that would just blow me absolutely out of the fucking water. The last act of it is one of the most tender video game experiences I've ever had. I know I use the same I know I use some of the same words to describe the Outer Wilds when I talked about it, but mm-hmm. tender games are here. It is a game that is it is a game that is very much about capitalism. If you are feeling disenfranchised by the by the capitalistic system that we are all living in, which if you're not a billionaire, you probably are feeling that, I cannot recommend this game enough. It is uh, I I'm I'm copy I, I I have referred to it as such prior, but um to to quote Austin Walker, it is a game about rot, and it is a game that is it is it is fucking wild how prescient that game was like for the acts play, like i i was playing acts acts two and three which came out in, like 2014 and 2015 and it felt just like germane to now like it is it, it is so fucking good there is it, it, it's just incredible I, I i it's so hard to describe like it's it's like it's kind of like a point and click ish like people people put it in the same category as the original Walking Dead game from 2012 which like mm-hmm. was an, it was an apt ish comparison at the time but it, obviously uh KR, Kentucky Route Zero has done a lot more with the medium um it's just it's it's just phenomenal i like i i'm just thinking about it a lot it's just kind of on my mind it's really fucking good <laughs> i i'm going to look into that uh, what do you uh, got? My recommendation is an album called There Existed an Addiction to Blood, which is from the hip-hop group Clipping, which Ooh, nice. uh, is the the main guy, like the rapper, is David Diggs, who you may know as, like, um, if you're familiar with Hamilton, he played Lafayette and Benjamin Franklin. 
and uh, he's very good. This is a very interesting album that I listened to last year. That's like they describe it as horrorcore, and it shares a, it has a lot of themes of violence on African Americans in modern times, and it's just very interesting. There's a few tracks that are just kind of noise that might not be for everybody, but it has some very good stuff in it. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, well, JB, thank you for being. Thank you so much for coming back on the podcast. Um, thank you for having me. It's yeah, been a lot of fun. Yeah, I had a blast. Uh, if where can people find you if they want to find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Gemstone Jester and on YouTube at Gemstone Ghost. Um, I will probably change that at some point to match with everything. And I have an art account on Twitter uh, at Gem Jester Arts, where I post. I'm starting to post more of my artwork there, uh, just as a separate outlet. I do fan art sometimes, but develop a lot of my own projects and worlds through that. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it now. You're, it's it's good art. I've not. I didn't. I didn't realize you had a separate uh, a separate Twitter for this. Thank you, though. Uh, I love I love your drawing of Aizawa from back in January. Thank you. I'm going to retweet that one. I love him. All right. Drop that thing a follow. Uh, yeah. Uh, so if you want to find me, I can be found on Twitter. Well, hold on. The podcast comes first. I need to log into the Patreon. The podcast book comes before me. <laughs> So if you want to find Fear Baiting, we can be found. We're on Twitter. We are That's our Gmail. Uh, we're on Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash Fear Baiting. Uh, I mentioned last week that uh, I'm going to be getting some uh, the intro and outro music up there from Seda. Still working on that. Uh, so if you want that, just a dollar, you'll get it. Uh, there'll be a tweet about it when it goes up if you want to just like hold on to your cash till then. That's all for fair. Um, uh, Patreon or Apple Fear Baiting. One dollar a month gets you all of that stuff. Five bucks gets your name right on the podcast, as well as a brief message. Ten bucks a month gets you uh, all that stuff, and you get to make us watch a movie. So thank you very much to Michael Kaiser, Paul Moran, Kit Spindler, Paul Bechtel, and Ducky Aisha. We love you all so much. Uh, if you want to find me, I'm at. Wait, no, sorry. God damn it. Uh, thank you very much to Matt Spade. Matt. <laughs> Mattspace.xyz and its owner noise noisecube.game. Um, thank you very much to Matt Gamecube and his website noisespace.xyz where this and a bunch of other great podcasts are hosted. Podcasts such as The Wonder Yerks, which I do with editor of this podcast Blair and musician of this podcast Seda. We talk about Animorphs. We're only got about 10 episodes left. Get in there. Um, I also do Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, the leftism podcast made by, for, and of the Terminally Online. Uh, that's also on Noise Space. There's also a bunch of other great podcasts on Noise Space. Um, I think uh, uh, City Girls Make Do, I know that's my... Uh, I, I was just on an episode of City Girls Make Do that came out today. Uh, it was a fucking blast. Always is. Go listen to that. Uh, and if you want to find me, I'm at Genya on Twitter. And I think that's everything. So... Uh, JB, thanks again for so much for coming on. Thank you. Uh, but until next time, I'm Sarah. I'm JB. And remember... And you can find a fucked up guy anywhere. <laughs> Good night, everyone. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>